Hi, this is Teresa from Books to the Ceiling. Ah, yes, the world of beauty. Everything is highlighted, plumped, thinned, and lined. What if we mixed that world with murder? What a grisly contrast. And that's what Arlene Kay brings us today in Murder at First Blush. Here's a little more about the book. Marquetta Davis was Harbor Bay's golden girl until the Chicago Art Institute sent her packing. She returns to her hometown determined to succeed by operating a beauty emporium stocked with upscale products. Unfortunately, on opening night, a grisly corpse litters the alleyway of her store. Marky and her partner Jimma Reed team up to save their business and their lives by finding the culprit. Now, here is an excerpt from Murder at First Blush. I put on a brave face. Count your blessings, I told myself. Nobody likes a whiner. Most people would gladly trade places with you. One sunny afternoon, I strolled down Main Street, reliving the familiar scenes from my past. The soda spot, our high school hangout, still stood, looking somewhat worse for wear, but the Harbor Bake Shop had been replaced by a sleek edifice that boasted fresh croissants, espresso, and bagels, signs of the times, I supposed. A sense of nostalgia overwhelmed me as I recalled the innocence of those simple childhood pleasures I had discarded. Life in Harbor Bay wasn't exciting, but it had provided me with security and comfort. Too bad my bid for the brass ring had fizzled out so spectacularly. It took a chance encounter with an old high school pal to administer a healthy dose of reality and tough love to me. Jimma Watts, a vivacious redhead with a bellowing laugh, slapped me on the back and stated the obvious. Okay, stop moping around. You struck out. Now that you know what it's like to be normal, what's next? You've always had it way too easy. Blonde hair, blue eyes, perfect skin. You've never even had one pimple during high school. The rest of us had to claw and scramble for everything we ever had. It's your turn now. What's your game plan? What indeed? I pondered this question as I assessed the business climate in Harbor Bay during my survey of Main Street. Things have changed in Harbor Bay over the past few years, I observed. Lattes, yoga studios, and hair emporiums all around us. Maybe this town is ready to accept something new. Jimma nodded. Lots of upscale houses being built around the waterfront. Gentrification, they call it. Good for business, but kind of sad, too. How so? I asked. Isn't that a part of progress? Jimma shrugged. Maybe. I kind of miss some of the old things, though. You know, the soda counter and the penny candy store. The people are all still the same, though. A pretty nice bunch overall. Maybe that's what I had missed in Chicago. Big cities are exciting, but they can be lonely, too. Aunt Violet succeeded in conquering Paris. Unlike me, she was fearless. Perhaps a smaller stage suited me just fine. My parents urged me to teach art for the local school district, an underwhelming prospect at best. An entrepreneurial spirit stirred within me, but a lack of capital put paid to that idea. 
Even my college mentor admitted that I had a flair for color. During art school, I earned extra cash by working the cosmetic counters of some of Chicago's premier specialty stores. That allowed me to gain expertise in their product lines and burnish my customer relations skills. My list of grateful clients included some of the city's prominent matrons and trendsetters, many of whom summered in Harbor Bay. Why not capitalize on those talents and connections? It wasn't the Art Institute, but it was artistry of a sort. Ask your parents for some help, Gemma said. Lord knows they could spare a few bucks for their only child. What's wrong with running a cosmetic store anyway? A beauty emporium, my dear. So much more upscale. Think of my Aunt Violet's empire. Even she started with a single store. I was teasing Gemma, but considering the empty storefronts I had just seen, there was a grain of truth to it. Aunt Violet might be the answer to my prayers. When it came to business acumen, Violet had few equals. If anyone could assess the prospects for success, it was Violet. I crossed my fingers and called Violet at her office in Paris. Seeking advice was easy, but asking for money was unfamiliar and somewhat humiliating. After listening to my ideas, Violet immediately switched to business mode. Harbor Bay has a real potential, she said, especially with that summer crowd it draws. Quaint stores are a big draw in a place like this, and it doesn't sound like you'd have any competition. Before I summoned my courage, Violet beat me to it. How are you fixed for capital, Poppet? Most small businesses fall flat on their face due to startup cost. I confess that my funds were limited, in fact, almost non-existent. My aunt chuckled and said something in French that I didn't quite understand. Looks like you need an investor. Would I do? Sometimes I still miss Harbor Bay, believe it or not. The people. The sense of community. Those things are hard to replicate even in a glamorous place like Paris. Don't ever discount them, Marky. I could hardly believe my luck. Good fortune had smiled upon me and suddenly I'd found my future right in the very place I'd once abandoned. Gemma's reaction was priceless. She slapped me on the back and did her version of a victory dance. I knew you'd make it, she whooped. Marky Davis, the star of Harbor Bay. I immediately enlisted her as my partner. Gemma was a certified esthetician and a natural salesperson who never met a stranger. Plus, her local connections were far stronger than mine. Are you serious? She asked, shaking her auburn curls wildly. It's like a dream come true. I don't have any money to contribute, but I swear I'll work my fingers to the bone for you. I hugged my friend. For us, you mean? We're partners. 50-50, even Stephen. You know the drill. Together, we brainstormed an appropriate title. I opted for Aphrodite, a temple of beauty. But Gemma nixed that right away. You've got to be kidding, she said. Way too artsy-fartsy for our crowd. You'll scare away most potential customers who haven't studied Greek. She suggested something homey instead. Not too homey, I groused. We're trying for something friendly but different. Once again, my aunt came to the rescue. She had always called me Poppet. Poppet, a friendly, affectionate term that made me smile. It was perfect for a shop like ours that stressed beauty with a light touch. Face it, Gemma said with a smirk. Half the women in town think lipstick is something exotic. Probably called you a hussy behind your back for lining your eyes. 
That was sobering news. I'd always seen myself as the wholesome type, not the femme fatale. Still, Gemma had a point. I'd ask her mother to quiz her friends about the issue while Gemma surveyed the under-30 crowd. The results jolted me, but helped me inform our business plan. Women in Harbor Bay, even those with generous incomes, were intimidated by approaching a fancy place. They don't want to be judged, Gemma said. You know how off-putting some of those snooty places are. Who needs that? A name like Poppet sounds welcoming. No problem luring the summer crowd into the store, I said. They'll love it. Yeah, but what about the other six months of the year? Gemma asked. Gotta get the locals involved, too. We needed advice from someone in the beauty biz, and I knew just who to call. Aunt Violet came to the rescue once more. Look, Marky, she said. European women care more about skin care than face paint, facials, eye creams, massage, and the like. Emphasize that to lure the crowd in, then show them how a touch of makeup can change their outlook. Oh, and once you get established, hire a mature woman, too. Works like a charm. After we hung up, my head was swimming with ideas, advice, and fear. The vacant storefront directly on Main Street that I'd scoped out was the perfect location. If only the price was right. And that was an excerpt from Murder at First Blush. I'll be including the links to purchase your copy of Murder at First Blush in the notes for this podcast. Now here's a little more about Arlene Kay. Our author spent 20 years as a senior federal executive before repenting of her bureaucratic ways and turning to crime crime writing. Assignments from Texas to Washington, D.C. allowed this unconventional executive to observe both corporate and human foibles and rejoice in unintentional humor. These locations and the many people she encountered are celebrated in her mystery novels. Fans enjoy the intriguing plots and the snarky sense of humor spiked with the occasional hint of romance. Published novels include Intrusion, Die Laughing, The Abacus Prize, from Mainly Murder Press, the Boston Uncommon series, which includes Swan Dive, Man Trap, Guilt Trip, and Swan Songs, from Bellbridge Books, the Creature Comfort series, which includes Death by Dog Show, Homicide by Horse Show, and Murder at the Falls, from Kensington Publishing, and the forthcoming cosmetic crime series, Murder at First Blush, The Mascara Murders, and Condition for Murder from Level Best Books. She recently completed a traditional novel, The Acolyte, A Cape Cod Mystery. Miss Kay holds graduate degrees in political science and constitutional law. You can find her on Facebook at arlene.k.author. She's on Twitter at arlenek1. And she has a YouTube channel under... Arlene K. Author. That's all we have this week for Books to the Ceiling. Thank you so much for stopping by, and I hope to see you again next week. It's Christmas time in Pecan Bayou, Texas. 
And oh holy fright, the eighth book in the Pecan Bayou series is just the thing to lighten your holiday spirits. Join Betsy, also known as the Happy Hinter, for a good old small town Christmas complete with Christmas carols, over-the-top light displays, delicious food, loving friends, and a Christmas creeper. One of the residents of Pecan Bayou has a secret, and you'd better lock the door because that isn't Santa out there or even a stray elf on the shelf. Enjoy spending Christmas with the town and family you've come to know in the Pecan Bayou series. And here's a helpful hint for you. There are recipes at the end of the book. You can find Oh Holy Fright on Amazon and other online retailers. Merry Christmas! <laughs>